0: Welcome to Public Domain Video Theater presented by the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net, and check out our main site at greatdetectives.net. Well, today's episode of Public Domain Video Theater is an episode of Richard Diamond. It is season one, episode eight, original air date August the 19th of 1957, and this one is The Chess Player.
1: Are you all right?
2: Yes, Mildred, I'm all right. Will you stop fussing over me?
1: We could have been killed.
2: Well, we weren't.
1: Let's get the manager to check all the rooms on this side of the hotel. Maybe we can find out who did it.
2: Mildred, I told you before I don't want to hear any more of your neurotic suspicions. That was an accident and that's all there is to it. But what about all those other accidents? You've had too many near misses lately and... I told you before we aren't going to discuss it anymore. Now, for the last time, those were accidents, understand? Accidents. My relatives may not love me, but they are decidedly not trying to kill me.
3: I took to her right off the bat. She was likable and she looked like money. She was money, too. It seemed her husband was Julian Tyler, the Tyler Silk and Nylon people. Thank you. Suppose you tell me why you think your husband's body needs guarding.
1: Because I think... I know someone is trying to get him out of the way. Trying to kill him.
3: Well, if you know that, you should go to the police.
1: It wouldn't do any good, Mr. Diamond. They wouldn't believe me. I haven't any proof.
3: No anonymous letters, no threats, no actual attempts?
1: Attempts, yes. Four of them in six weeks. All of them made to look like accidents, but they couldn't be.
3: Well, suppose you tell me who you think's behind them who wants your husband out of the way.
1: Well, any one of five people, or some of them together, or all of them. It's horrible, but they're all relatives of Julian's. All the Tyler Stockholders, their family, you see. And now the Lamont Combine has made a fabulous offer for the business. And everyone except Julian's anxious to sell but he's a majority stockholder. there's
3: probably going to be a company meeting within the next 48 hours, right?
1: <laughs> You're awfully quick. The meeting's in Springfield, Indiana. That's where the main factory is, you know. It's the day after tomorrow. He's going down by train. And if you can just get Julian there safely, I won't have to worry anymore.
3: Well, I want you to know that hiring a bodyguard doesn't guarantee anything. All I can do is lessen the chances.
1: Mr. Diamond, don't talk like that. You are going to help me, aren't you? Please.
3: All righty, I'll... Uh... Take the case. No
1: matter what you say, I know everything's going to be all right now.
3: Well, let's go find your husband. Why don't live? It's
1: at the Park Paris Hotel. But, Mr. Diamond, you can't meet Julian. It's absolutely impossible. I don't know what he'd do if he found out about this.
3: You mean he doesn't know you came here? No. Well, so we won't be formally introduced. There's no law saying I can't strike up an acquaintance with him, is it?
1: Well, Julian's not exactly the sociable type, to say the least. Unless you happen to be a good chess player, are you?
3: I haven't played since I was a kid.
1: What? Well, chess is the main interest in Julian's life. He likes books about it.
3: Well, so I'll brush up on the game of chess. And then maybe you can get into a conversation with me on the uh, train to Springfield.
1: hmm? Oh, dear, that's no good either. You see, I'm not going to Springfield today. I'll just put Julian on the train this evening. I have some minor surgery scheduled for tomorrow, and Julian wouldn't hear of my postponing it. But I'll fly down to Springfield early in the morning, day after tomorrow. It's nearly noon already. I have to get back to the hotel. It's no wonder where I've been. But look. Here's your train reservation. It's for 8.15 tonight from Grand Central. And your hotel reservation for the Springfield Hotel. Uh,
3: you're pretty sure of me, weren't you?
1: Well, I just knew. Well, I mean, I hoped you were going to help me.
3: All right, Miss Tyler, I'll uh, see you in Springfield
2: Excuse me, Mrs. Tyler. How
1: clumsy of me. Grand Central, driver. Stop at 49th Street first. I have
2: to let this gentleman off. Well, thank you for the lift. Uh, Oh, uh, oh, Mr. Tyler, there's one more thing. Uh, In that section about South America, don't you think it'd be nice to include that chess game you had with Capablanca? Mm-hmm. Remember the date? No, I can't. What difference does the date make? It's my variation on the Rui Lopez defense that's important. Yes, sir, I should have realized that. Go ahead, driver. Right? I don't want him. It's my train. 8 seems to
3: Springfield.
1: Go on, dear. I'll
3: take How much do I are you? $3.50, man. ma'am. Fifty dollars huh? Yeah. Thought I'd start to work early. Cab rides can be risky. For instance, uh, who was your passenger?
1: Oh, that was just Norman Devitt.
3: Who's Norman Devitt?
1: Just a journalist. He's been around the house for months. He's doing a profile on Julia's The Gotham magazine.
3: Well, uh, you better catch up with your husband. I'll be right behind you. Of
1: course. Please take good care of Mister Diamond.
3: I'm counting on well, you. I was in luck. Only thirty miles out of New York, and I had him nibbling at the bait. But keeping Julian safe from the rest of the Tyler clan wasn't going to be an easy job. Mrs. Tyler had pointed out three of Julian's relatives to me in the station. For instance, Araminta Tyler. Not exactly my idea of a charming woman. (laughs) And Thaddeus Tyler. Maybe he was a little out of condition, but nevertheless, not the kind of man I'd care to turn my back on. The third member of the trio, Colin Tyler, hadn't yet put an appearance. And then I got my first taste of how tough it is to be a bodyguard when the body doesn't know it's being guarded. It was a real long shot that there was anything wrong with that drink, but in this case, I just couldn't afford to take any chances. Oh, for goodness sake. Mister,
2: look where you're going, will you? Well, the Well, look, all over. Oh, hold it. will you? Well, <laughs> oh, that is not <laughs> funny, Judy. <Jesus. laughs> no, not a bit funny. Come, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm afraid your friend is set a sore at me. Uh, no friend, merely a relative. You did him a service. There's nothing he likes better than a grievance that you want. Oh, uh, do you need a little help with that chest problem? Yeah, I sure do.
3: say, maybe you'd uh, play me a game. You'd have uh, plenty of time to beat me unless you're getting oxygen. Play you with pleasure. I'm
2: through to Springfield. As a coincidence, so am I. <laughs> Could you spare me a moment, Julian? Improbable. I'm busy. Well, that's all right. I don't mind. Oh, this is Colin, another one of my annoying relations. I'm sure your friend would forgive me if we talk business for a moment. He might. I wouldn't. Won't you ever realize there are more important things in life than these schoolboy games? Possibly. But you're not one of them. Ehrman is right. You're getting more impossible every day. Relatives. Confounded nuisance. My move? Uh, yes.
3: Yeah. Now, planting a bomb on a train is a pretty drastic way to eliminate one man. But it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Would you, uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, too fast for me to see, but if it went off, it wasn't going to hurt me one way out there.
2: Uh, did you move? Not yet. Here is, though. Knight to Queen's Rook Six.
3: Well, I don't know why you did that, but I guess I'll find out. Yes, Yes, right
2: away. Checkmate. Thanks for the game.
3: I never figured you for that. I thought you were relying on the uh, Queen Knight
2: attack. Cut theory of mine, like chess, like life, a well-played decoy goes a long way in both. Where's my package? I left it here by this chair, right there. When I was talking to you, Julian, I remember distinctly. Well, come on now. One of you must have seen it. Where is it? I didn't see any package. Did you? Wrong place. Nothing here. This is preposterous.
1: I know this is where I left it. If this is one of your jokes, Julian, it's very far from funny. You know what was in that box?
2: Gold bullion. <laughs> A new eight-day clock for Aunt Gertrude's birthday. A beautiful thing. Three hundred dollars in debentures.
3: Nothing else happened on the train except that uh, Colin Tyler nearly tore it apart looking for his package. We got into Springfield on time and were in the hotel by noon.
2: And I was in the
3: spot again, separated from Julian. My room was on the second floor and he had a bungalow. I certainly wasn't happy that he was separated from the main building. The bungalow was a much easier place to commit any sort of skullduggery. After all, there was nothing to stop the clan member who was after Julian from having hired a thug or two. Anyone anywhere near the bungalow could be the killer. And when they were actually family, I really got keyed up. For instance, nearly had me out of my chair. She looked a lot too much like Lady Macbeth for my taste. But whatever she was thinking of, she changed her mind. She came back to the main building and I figured that as long as no one actually hung around the bungalow, I'd stay put.
2: Ha, ha, ha. early. Oh, the guy hit the airport just on time. Good. Come on. Drovnik is my name. Stanislav, uh, Professor, Stanislav Drovnik from Prague, yes? Yeah, uh,
3: from Prague, I don't know,
2: but he's the uh. Uh, tie and the hat. <laughs> <laughs> for a refugee from Middle Europe? Oh, things have come to a pretty pass. If Warburton Flagg's character wardrobe is to be criticized by a fly-by-night private eye, who happens to be your employer? Don't forget that. Merely between engagements, old boy. <laughs> hey, do you realize you were more than usually cryptic on the phone this morning? Hadn't you better brief me on my part? Yeah, uh,
3: Professor, if you'll join me, I want to watch the cottage.
2: Oh. Uh, this, uh, Julian Tyler, you say, is going to be eager to meet Professor Drobnik because of the professor's proficiency at chess.
3: Yeah, if so I give him the build-up, he'll trip over himself
2: to get to you. My dear boy, my ignorance of the game is abysmal.
3: Shouldn't I have a rehearsal? No, that's not necessary, but uh, all you have to do
2: is stop. So
3: Just remember, you can take up to an hour to make a move in chess. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and but this is the Richard Diamond special or Rich Man's Mickey Finn. Tasteless, odorless, and hug. Oh, No. Guaranteed to induce sweet, relaxing, sleepy money back. Here, you take it and uh, mix him a drink and drop some in. First of all.
2: I don't care for it, my boy, not at all. How long does it take this little Nostrum to work?
3: Well, it varies depending upon the resistance of the victim. You say about ten minutes.
2: Were it not for the lure of the filthy lucre, I have no part of it. Richard, a small inner voice is warning me. Oh, your money back? Uh-huh. Well, since you put it that way.
3: Uh, Professor, I think you'd better run along. Huh? I'm going to stay here and watch while. Oh.
2: Uh-huh. Julian
3: had fallen from my line about Professor Drobnik, and we were on our way to his hotel.
2: Bad news.
3: Uh, no, we go? I'd had dinner with Julian and stuck closer to him than a brother. No one, not even any clan members, had spoken to him. But I don't think our exit went unobserved.
2: Gentlemen, come in, come in. Professor, I'd like you to meet Mr. Julian Tyler. Mr. Tyler, oh. Professor Drummond. I am honored, Mr. Tyler. How do you do? That? Let me take from you. Thank, Thank you. you. Here, Thank let you. me know. Oh, that's excellent. Good oh. to see you, Richard. Won't you come and sit here, Mr. Tyler? Thank you. <laughs> make yourself comfortable. Here. Sure? Now, <clears throat> I will uh, make for us uh, the high
3: ball. Uh, None for me, Professor. I have to be on my way.
2: Well, this is a beautiful set, Professor. Well, oh, you like that set? Thank yes. you. <laughs> that set is uh, a gift, you know, from... Uh, well, I don't think you know him. Carl Schmolny. Well, I'll leave you my shows to your game. Oh? Good night, Mr. Tyler. Oh, good night. I, I just hope I have a good match for the Professor. <laughs> professor? Yes, sir? the sand. Yes, Pavida, señorita. Alright. Now first, uh, <clears throat> we drink a toast hmm? to the great and glorious game. Bottoms up. To chess. <laughs>
3: It wouldn't have been much use getting Julian out of the hotel unless the enemy was made to think he'd come back. That was why I borrowed
2: the gear. Good night, Julian. And that's, and so that's exactly how I became friendly first, you know, But yeah, die. Really hilarious, don't you think so? Yes. Very amusing. <laughs> Let's begin, Professor. Shall I move? Of course, uh, as you wish. Uh, but but first we should drink one more toast. It's the custom of my country. Won't <laughs> you? Uh, may the best man win. All right. Yeah, I've moved. On to King Four. Yes. On to King Four. <clears throat> Marvelous. You know, that's the mark of the master right there.
3: My job was to stay on the spot, and this telegram had all the earmarks of the decoy job by someone who knew Mrs. Tyler had hired me. It was signed, Mildred Tyler. And it read, Just discovered person responsible for, quote, accidents still in New York. Meet me, Indianapolis Airport, 1 a.m.
2: That's a good reply. Of course, but I, I never tried to rush, you know, because the opening of the game, is when the forces are lined up facing each other, you know, but the anticipation before the actual conflict, the... I have a little habit, you know, that when I play a new opponent, that for the opening move, I don't move. You see, the opponent moves. But I I Stanislav Drodnik, I do not move. You see, the opponent makes the move for me as he imagined I would make the move if I were to move. Do you understand? Seems rather silly, but it's just a personal you only for the opening move, that's all. After that, of course, I sit down and I face you and then we play. Ah, we play. Please? Oh, all right. On the queen four. Marvelous! You won't believe this, Mister Tyler, but actually that is exactly the move I would make if I were making the move. But standard. Polidor's defense. Of course, Polidor's defense. Everybody, the Polidor was a remarkable man. You know, he was a genius. I think I first met him in, in Prague. Possibly Berlin. You must be considerably older than you look. Fellow died a couple of hundred years ago. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid of me. I, I, I thought that you meant Polodora Who uh, No? No. I don't know what you're trying to pull, but you're not going to get away with it. It'll play chess in your life. You, you... All right, I... I... Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Mrs. <laughs> Shut
2: up and get my hands
1: outside. side. Oh, all right, darling. Don't struggle. I'll, I'll get
2: this. done in a minute. You make a mess out of everything you touch. Norman, don't talk to me like that. I wish I'd never seen you before. You
1: said you love me.
2: Oh, your husband's two million dollars. Try to be so clever, we could have gotten away with this thing. That was a bright idea you had setting up those phony accidents. And then hiring that detective to give yourself an alibi that sending him that telegram to get him out of the way—I told you that wouldn't work. Well, it didn't. It was him in the bed, not your husband. Now, his wife to the whole thing.
3: I think you've heard enough, Lieutenant. Well,
2: I'm glad you're taking it this way, sir. Chief sensation and surprise. I didn't realize she had the drive or the intelligence. Well, she was pretty smart. I
3: really don't think I would have gotten on to it if it hadn't been for something you said. That and the telegram.
2: Eh? What'd I say?
3: You told me that chess was like life. That a well-placed decoy goes a long way in both. And then when I got the telegram, I knew what you meant.
2: Yeah. As I remember. Well, I still have to make that stockholder's meeting.
3: Uh, Uh, Mr. Tyler, there's just one little thing. I hate to bring it up, but it's my bill. Five hundred dollars?
0: Welcome back. This is probably my favorite episode of Richard Diamond that we've done so far. I think that the overall plot is a little bit more interesting than average, and with a somewhat unexpected solution. Though the obvious focus here is all actually on making this a much lighter overall episode, with a couple of great character actors. And there's just some very lovely... Uh, comic bits in this uh, piece. Julian Tyler is an interesting character. He's kind of a curmudgeon. A little cranky but also a little bit interesting. he would be interesting to know as an acquaintance, I should say, but I can see how he'd be hard to live with and deal with in many other circumstances. And Vaughn Taylor does a good job playing the character just right to give us kind of a complex feeling about him. Taylor was a, another one of those great character actors that were on television at this time. He's got an unassuming look, and you might think he looks like a certified public accountant. Well, there's a good reason for that. He actually was a certified public accountant. Though, what really makes this episode, and what's the huge highlight, is the uh, performance of Lawrence Dopkin. His actor pretending to be a chess master... Is really funny and reflects how really good he was. If you've listened to the radio side, you've heard the name Lawrence Dopkin a lot. He could be a lead actor, like he was in Ellery Queen. He played Archie Goodwin. But he could also play the comic sidekick, as he often did for uh, Vincent Price and The Saint. And he could also play the bad guys. Really great uh, versatility and an ability to adapt. Dopkin was even more versatile beyond just his acting in terms of overall talent. If you watch classic television much, you'll see a lot of directing credits for Lawrence Dopkin. According to IMDb, he has 80 different credits, which began in 1958, the year after this episode was made. He even wrote a few uh, TV episodes as well. Just a great overall talent who could do whatever was called on, and definitely makes this episode very enjoyable to watch. Alright, well that will do it for...